0: Silver Eye Society
1: Welcome to the Silver Eye Society podcast. You are joining us for my favorite month of the podcast, October, where we cover horror movies and find out how similar horror often is to real life and we're going to be covering a movie that is one of my new favorites. I'd say it's one of my new favorites. It's a very interesting movie. It's from the 1970s. It is called The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man is basically the the original Midsomer. and I love Midsomer, even though we still have not covered it, but we are covering The Wicker Man. And this movie has a lot of the same elements that Midsomar did, which is the paganism, the cult-like dynamics, the blood and the gore, all the good stuff. And so in this episode, we're going to be discussing some of those pagan beliefs and um, trad life, whether going back to nature and living off the land in a commune is really the solution or just ends up with somebody in the wicker man. So let us begin with the word of our
0: podcast. The word of the podcast, the word of the podcast this episode is going to be druid. What do you know about druids?
1: I love druid as a word of the podcast. I used to play as a druid on World of Warcraft, not as my primary tune, as they say, but as my secondary primary was a rogue.
0: One of the order of priests among the ancient Celts of Gaul, Britain, and Ireland. In the 1560s from the French Druid. From Latin, blah, blah, blah. Gaulish, Celtic, you get the point. Drew, strong seer. Oh, this is some crazy Proto-Indo-European roots. It's too much for all of you. Literally, perhaps, they who know the oak. Perhaps an allusion to divination from mistletoe. Anglo-Saxon, too, used identical words to mean tree and truth. Trial. That's a whole lot of word of the podcast you all got right there. Are you ready to parse it out? Figure it out?
1: Tree and truth? Oh, that's so interesting. I love that connection. Very, like, tree of life type of vibes. You know what I'm saying? Some shit there some vibes didn't we some do vibes. a word of the
0: podcast why don't in the you past? do
1: vibes as a word of the podcast so I can watch your head explode on the, on the video <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's talk about babies.
1: connect with the tree of truth
0: first let's get this part over with trad life is something that I've heard the youth speak about on the internet I don't really understand what it is I, and I had no patience to find out I briefly tried to look it up And I saw a woman pretending to be a housewife from the 1950s. And then I was like, this is not what, is this it? And I looked it up and there was a guy like hunting deer with a high powered rifle, which did not seem traditional, but I guess he's like hunting his trad life. I don't understand it. I don't care about it. And I think it's impossible anyway, but maybe you could tell me. Because the Silver Eye Society is a is a generational podcast. We have listeners. We have viewers from all over the spectrum in terms of age. We have the youth, the youth people. We got the middlings. We got the elderly. We got everybody here together under the big umbrella, the understanding tree, the, yeah. the, the, the uh, neo-Druid.
1: The oak nose. Anyway, um, yeah, trad life. I can speak to that. Uh, I'm pseudo trad life i i am trad You're life not. adjacent silence i'm trad life adjacent in the sense that i agree with some of the principles but i cannot bring myself to put a label as such upon me because i think that that's like unnecessary um and kind of not trad in a way like being you know in a subculture
0: me 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 can we can you define what trad life is for the audience here instead of bringing it all back to yourself
1: well you couldn't define trad life or bring it back to yourself and we need to make things personable and relatable okay okay that's how you bring in the vast audiences that we have the elderly the youth what do you think by being personable
0: anyway is this your way of saying you don't know either or no, of is this, course this i know what child life wave? is i'm telling you okay please, um
1: trot life is just people that are like re- returning to traditional values like they're just like actually monogamy is based actually marriage is based actually um having kids is an alt lifestyle <laughs> like actually it's really radical to be a stay-at-home mom which is fine it, who cares it's probably better it's probably actually better that people do that because those are the things that tend to work out in our society in a certain regard because, you know, better than being in a polycule, which I don't see a lot of long-lasting, stable people in polycule. Not to imply that the people expire, but that the polycule (laughs) expires. What
0: the fuck is a polycule? Did you just say polycule?
1: That's what it's called when you have like a bunch of polyamorous people in a thing together.
0: Okay, let me use a... Tra- that's just called being a whore. It's a trad life word. Have you heard of that? The, the, the word is whore. That's no, no. Whoring. It's an
1: identity now. You understand? It's an identity. Because if you... If everybody's consenting, then... Whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I mean...
1: I don't care. Great. We're not here to speak to that. But see, this is why you're trad adjacent too. Because that reaction is pretty trad. Uh, the trad life will be a problem. Because they will go too far. It's just a reactionary... Um, you know belief system it's a reaction to polycule like it is a reaction to all the like insane unhinged like no boundaries nothing beliefs and goings on in our culture now where everybody's like, hi, I'm a neurodivergent polycule ZZ and I like to cosplay as a cat during my orgies where I connect with mother moon goddess. That shit makes you trad then because you're like, fuck, that sounds crazy. I think I just want to have a marriage and a child and thus trad life was born. So that's the problem with things that are kind of reactionary. But everything is kind so of now. Let me explain
0: to you why it's impossible. Because, and this is, and then we're going to bring it into the film briefly. The Wicker Man. Wicker Man is the film that we are discussing. That the the death cult in the film Wicker Man is actually a kind of tread life movement. Now here's is, here is the true genius of this film. Despite the musical numbers. Which actually did not make me stop watching. Uh, almost all musicals immediately. I just—it's
1: not a musical, reject. dog. Be careful. It has a soundtrack that doesn't make it a musical. That's how like anti-music you've become. That you're like a song. Fuck this musical. They're a musical.
0: Uh, no, a musical. When the performers start singing the songs, that's not a soundtrack. <laughs> that I mean, that can be part of a soundtrack, but that's a musical. When the performers, the actors begin to sing the numbers, that is a musical. Well,
1: okay, understand? we won't do this now.
0: But okay, okay well, because just acknowledge how I'm right. I, I acknowledge
1: now, you have a perspective on that,
0: yes. Leave in the comments if you know what a musical is. <laughs> if your polycule understands what a, a musical is, please leave it in the comments. Anyway, I know it's not a full-on musical, but it has musical elements. Anyway, I, I still don't reject the film. Great film. Yes. You've distracted me now. The, the, the point, the, the reason that it succeeds is because Lord Summerfield... The people on this island actually used to just live their normal, their normal, their, they used to live within their time. So in other words, at that time, in a small island in Scotland in the, in the uh, late 1800s, they were a Christian people, fishing, doing whatever they're doing, right? Being Christians. Then a trauma occurred, and there was starvation. Here's the reason that this film is so good, and this has to do with trad life. The paganism they adopted in the film is not a continuous line of paganism passed down from their ancestors. Something bad happened to their community and then they it was so bad that an interloper came in, Lord Summerfield, and then this is the genius and, and where it comes to, to our modern life. He convinced the people to take on a new lifestyle mimicking what they thought of as ways of the past for his own financial interest to export fruit trad life debunked <laughs> trad life was a it's a it's a it's it's a what would you call it a uh, not a, a phase but a,
1: it's a cosplay. It's a cosplay. Oh, my God. It actually You is. can't
0: pretend. I, I just don't think that it's possible anymore. I mean, look, yeah, you can go back to the, the morals and probably should of like before 1989 or something. Whatever this is, the polycule shit and all this, the rest of it. Sure, you can do that. But I'm not actually sure you can if you still have the Internet. And a smartphone, and I'm not even sure you can. If you go, if I if I lost my mind tomorrow, further, and I like cast off all of my belongings, my cell phone, and the podcast, and yeah, the you internet, five and all that, right? Belongings. I would still, I would still know of these ideas. Now I can never, I can never unknow what a polycule is because you have polluted me with this knowledge. Even though I, assu- <laughs> I, I made an assumption of what it was. Uh, do you see? And so, even if I left the modern world in which i live and i went to the forest and i grew berries and i worshiped the oak tree i would still always know what a polycule was and i would know that it was existing out there real traditional life requires illiteracy and no internet
1: real trad and, life
0: and no one is prepared to to take that on
1: <laughs> nor should they become illiterate per se that would be interesting okay listen here's my take and i agree with you because what i have come to understand is that there is no let's go back and you see this a lot with conservative politics and this is their mistake is this idea of like let's go back to let's get the country back to let it, there is no such thing as back you cannot go to the past any attempt that you take to return to the past requires its own path to get there thus you have gotten all these experiences all these beliefs all this knowledge on your way there so you get there and you're not you're not time traveling you are there you are different you're just taking on things from the past but you're still this future this present person I heard um someone say this on a podcast recently that um called the self healers soundboard I do recommend it it's kind of like a holistic approach to psychotherapy but it's actually really interesting and is um, a psychological like a interpersonal psychology don't you don't understand uh, approach to um, what I see often play out of the political sphere so things like codependency desire to control other people all of that actually plays out in politics too and this podcast does a good job of breaking down the um personal dynamics that lead to these things on the societal level um but in that podcast every now and then i'm like oh they're gonna say some new agey soft thing and um one of the people was about to say, um, even if you have a day where you mess up on your attempts to, you know, implement some new habit, it's not that you've gone backwards. And I was like, oh, here comes the participation ribbon line, which is like, it's you're always trying. You're always in effort and that's OK. And that's what matters. So I was already ready to reject it. But then the person actually said something insightful, which was that even if you fall off your attempts to enact some new habit and you go back to your old ways, you've gained new knowledge of falling off. So now when you attempt to reestablish that new habit, now you have a new experience to draw from of, okay, why did I fail last time? And what did it feel like when I was here and I failed? And how did I get out of failing last time? So you may go back to what feels like square one, But you are not the same person as you were at square one. And so this same thing applies to this idea of like, let's go back to when the country was like this. Let's go back to when marriages were like this. It will simply never be that way. And I think that you make a point about this in many different ways, which is things are so different in our time from other times and from other times from other times yet. But just to focus on our time Things are so different that we actually, we can't conceive of what it would have been like to be a person alive in the 1940s, like to really be conscious and alive. You just don't know what it even felt like. And you can speak to someone that was alive then, but they can't convey that information to you truly because it's, it really is, I think, a felt thing to be alive and molded by a time, a certain time. You know, and you, you said that to me recently, I can't remember what it was something about history and you were like you wouldn't even know about that you wouldn't even understand because it was so it was such a different time that that i wouldn't be able to relate to the people or something that you you were like you wouldn't even think of those people as people because they'd be because so because you different. wanted to
0: cryogenically freeze ben franklin and have him oh, on that's a podcast right. it was which and i was for stand that. by yeah. yeah you I said Julius you. Caesar,
1: which I would. I think I could get along with Ben Franklin. We'd have some problems, but he seemed like he was pretty chill. Uh, Julius Caesar, I think we'd have some fucking problems. Fair enough. But this is what the point you made. So you can elaborate on that as why trad life will fail. Trad life, even <laughs> Roman life, or whatever.
0: So again, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm not comfortable with. Even though I think you're right, I just I'm not sure. There are people who probably think of trad life as something else, and then whatever. I don't know. To me, it's just an internet thing, um, because you can't entirely revert. You can't because you can't forget. That's the problem, right? You can live like whatever this this person wants to live as a housewife in the '50s. That sounds fine. I mean, people have been living like that. In fact all throughout time it didn't stop it just yeah and many still do people, in countries
1: that are not you know urban they still do in america
0: too it's, it's well yeah
1: but i i guess like i think there's an idyllic it, you know that's the funny thing it's that like and that's why i say it's a little bit of a cosplay even though i mostly endorse trad life i like many elements how about of this it.
0: basically here's a concept and i'm not necessarily endorsing it perhaps women kind of got fooled into thinking that it was liberating to go get a full-time job and not live with their family. A little bit. There's a little bit of that in there. But anyway. I was thinking
1: about that recently, briefly, because I was like, I don't know what I was doing. Um, And it kind of hit me that there's probably going to be this moment, this kind of like tipping point where women realize it actually would have been really nice to play that more mother family family you know caretaker role and they're gonna want that and they're gonna want to opt out of like this current you know western girl boss uh you know beat that they're on but there will be no men that will be able to accept that because they will most men will have already risen up to meet those girl boss demands because men will have been shaped by what they perceived women as wanting and when women decide we actually no longer want this they're not going to find these like trad men that are like yes i'd like for you to stay at home that's actually much harder to find now um i've like it's quite hard to find men that even want to pay for women on dates now that's something i have to like that's a huge when i I'm trying to date people that minimizes the pool vastly if they like men will find issue with paying for women now and that's because they've been trained into this idea of that's offensive to many women because it offends their independence but um, I think we're going to come full circle here soon.
0: Well. There is a, a plethora of controversial and insulting and uh, disturbing <laughs> things I could say right now for the Halloween season. But um, I'll limit myself to one, which is that, um, look, people should do whatever they want. And I think there is, there, there are probably, I mean, I'm certain, there are women who want to live the girl boss lifestyle or whatever it is. It's another term the internet uses and probably are happy that way. There's probably the the real you know, people worry. People worry about the the communists, they worry about the far right, they worry about all the the extremes of the political spectrum, uh, in their basements doing doing things, you know. But here's the real here's the real the real fear, I'll warn you all now. The real the real totalitarian nightmare that's coming. It's when all of the girl bosses who have failed to really be much of a boss hit 40 years old and then realize they actually wanted uh, a different lifestyle. But unfortunately, you're 40. And I think that there's there's a... Um, and I'm just trying to help out here. This I'm is just what trying. I'm
1: saying. This is what I just right. said, is that I think yeah. that... It's going to be a breaking point. It's going to be a cultural phenomenon. That's what's going to happen because it's going to happen all at the same time because it's going to be these generations that all turn around 40 at the same time. And they're all going to go through the same experience of being like, wait a minute. So what do I do? I just keep working and that's it. And there is going to be the anxiety medication is going to be flowing, floweth over so we shall the see. The fear
0: and loathing and pure nihilism of a, a woman over 40 years old all of a sudden deciding that she wants to try to get married. You have no. They, I, 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 I we'll mean. We'll see
1: if society can withstand it.
0: We'll see. God bless everyone, and I hope it all works out. But and I fear that more than I fear nuclear warfare with Russia. <laughs> so let's briefly talk about why Wicca is fake. Oh, yeah, okay. You want to get out of that? that?
1: Well, I don't know anything <laughs> about that. I didn't know that Wicca was fake.
0: What well, do you think it was?
1: Well, you know what? Like, I didn't think about it very much at all. I know that it's uh, pretty much like this uh, hobby, spiritual uh, spiritual belief that I don't really respect much sorry because it just seems to be like um, a hot topic like goth pastime for people that want to dabble in something that feels dark but actually has no consequences and thus is not really that interesting in terms of being subversive Um, though you're
0: giving them a bit of a hard time i am
1: i am Um, i don't
0: think we should give them that much of a hard time
1: okay i respect religious beliefs of you all you <laughs> <laughs> don't need to pretend either
0: don't need to pretend either so
1: it, it doesn't matter they're not oppressed so it's like relax no one cares about the wiccans no one's you know stopping them from doing anything so they will take issue with that i'm sure but really the it's like inf- it's self-inflicted you want to know something there's something called witch talk that's TikTok. For witches, where they get on TikTok and share spells and shit and whatever. And witch talk is apparently um, extremely susceptible to the kind of pernicious, nasty online attacks, and don't you say that, and I'm gonna cancel you dynamics that we see in some corners of the internet so no i don't care too much for the wiccans i'm sure there are some mature wiccans i respect that enjoy hope it does for you what you need it to do but um no i don't know much about it i didn't know that it was kind of not real
0: okay so first off i've met some pagans in my life i've met i've met some Uh, practitioners of the old ways and all that. And I've actually found most of them to be really nice people. But I think it's like goths. There's
1: goth overlap.
0: Sure. And again, bringing it back to this film, again what we have is a community that changed over to a kind of pagan type uh, way of living. And uh, so, so this came out of a theory that there was an unbroken line is there a witch at your door are you are you are you with me here
1: no i'm just uh reviewing my transgressions i'm thinking oh maybe i went too hard on the wiccans on the who the wiccans the Wiccas, whatever they call
0: them are you worried are you worried they're gonna come, come get <laughs> no you? they
1: can't do anything magic no. isn't real at least they're not trying the one to get that they you do. don't
0: worry about it the wiccans are fine i'm trying to give you an idea of what is going on here all right. Okay. Basically, what happened was uh, kind of wealthy British people in the late 1800s came up, they kind of used anthropology and this and that, and they came up with the idea, the witch cult theory. Okay. Particularly, someone named Margaret Murray, who was a fascinating character, first wave feminist. And uh, she was out in Egypt doing Egypt stuff. She was an Egyptologist, one of the first women to ever unwrap a mummy. But anyway, she got some things wrong also, not on the Egyptology thing, I don't know, but on this. So there was a lot of collecting folklore stories back in the late 1800s and early 1900s. And there was a lot of early anthropology trying to figure out uh, if... If some pagan beliefs had persisted throughout time and say like uh, nursery rhymes or other types of customs and villages and all this, but then there was also the idea of, well, why did we have the witch burnings in the in the 17th century, mainly, right? And there's all kinds of different theories. Well, Margaret Murray came up with the theory that they were real witches. She was like, these were people that actually still held these, Old pagan beliefs and they are persecuted for it. Now that is probably not the case. Later scholarship said eh, maybe not the case so much. But hey, I'm open to different. I'm still you know open to the idea. Probably not real though. So if you believe that somewhere, but but somewhere this guy also named Gardner he he wanted to bring he wanted to actually. It's complicated. He wanted to actually make up the rituals and actually make the religion a thing where people gathered together and did things. But, of course, no one really knew many of those things because, number one, the, all the people would have been illiterate that actually had to practice any of you know, these things. And there's nothing preserved in writing, and the church would have you know, gotten rid of that anyway for the most part. There's little pieces here and there, whatever. But anyway, he kind of, and he was into other stuff too. He was into... Um, a whole host of other kind of uh, spiritual beliefs from that time period, n- including Aleister Crowley stuff. So he put together this, uh, he kind of created the Wiccan religion, basically.
1: Recreated.
0: No, that's my whole point, is that he couldn't know what any of it, you can't know what any of it is because there isn't anything, because there's no, no witch has kept a journal. So... in, in 1600s.
1: Are the Wiccans practicing a fictional religion?
0: Well, they're, from what I can tell, and I'm no, look, I'm not an expert on this. I'm just (laughs) saying that um, they definitely are heavily influenced by somebody who, like an academic, you know, claims to have, it's a whole thing. He claimed to actually hang out with witches.
1: Seems a little sus.
0: But they were they were kind of middle upper class British people in southern England that maybe kind of got together. And then there was these diaries that there's one of these ladies, which he he said was a witch. They actually found them and people like scour the diaries and they kind of look and they see, well, she didn't actually say much about Christian stuff, even though technically she was a Christian. And she has like kind of poems that seem nature-y, and so like maybe she could be an actual. Maybe she kind of was. And so then there's this kind of thing, well, well, maybe maybe it wasn't that there was actually an unbroken line of tradition in the countryside. But then I guess you could say, what if there was kind of like this very upper class English thing that maybe kept some traditions, but kept it real quiet? That seems I mean. like
1: the same kind of like hot topic, which is we have today, which is You know middle and upper middle class white western women that partake in it as a subversive recreational form of spirituality not as a fully fledged religion shall we say i don't care what you do i don't care if you erect a rock statue in your backyard and sacrifice earthworms to it every night and how I don't care just don't do it too loud because if I'm your neighbor I will care I don't care what people do but that is pretty interesting that it's all kind of unfounded though to be fair I think that the rebuttal would be like well how about your Christian belief or your whatever how do you know that that's so real when it's just a bunch of tales and and old s- scribes or what do you call scripts Scrolls. because there's
0: a continuous unbroken historical of record of 2000 right? years depicting is what you mean the traditions and beliefs which granted change and all that but i mean you don't have to believe it's real that's fine but it's clearly at least the re- after go ahead
1: the religion is what you're saying is that like It has been practiced consistently since up to modern time. So that's why you can, you have more of this like link to the reality of what the belief system is.
0: Right. Whereas this kind of seems more like it's people made things up. Now, look, they took some things out of real anthropological writings. They kind of reconstructed them. They could be. There could be, and, and there's something about the idea of it's a very Western. I mean, this is the thing. I'm not against it or for it, but I'm saying that it is a kind of imaginative practice. Like it is people that are obviously, I think, aware of the fact that they're making up some of the stuff themselves, which in a way gives them kind of some sort of maybe power within the thing. I think that's but part it's a complicated of the appeal.
1: You know, because it is supposed to be in some ways um, not a rebuttal, but like an alternative answer to organized religion is usually what practitioners from the West would find appealing in that. And to my understanding, practices like Wiccanism, whatever, are very intuitive, which is like you can kind of just come up with a spell and imbue it with your feelings you know and and that's supposed to be a meaningful process and perhaps it is because you are enacting some kind of process with emotion and action so who am I to say if you know some kind of there's some kind of placebo effect at play there I don't know but either way you know to give them their due maybe they are doing exactly what they've set out to do
0: yeah, maybe. There are druids still, too, rocking around. Well, I like druids. I want
1: to see some more of that. No more, no, no Wicker Mans, though. No, no Wicker Mans. Julius. This Caesar, maybe closes out my point. Yeah, you see. You had to go to do this point.
0: Right. The point is that, uh, that there are druids, right? But they're not doing the hardcore stuff. And I'm not endorsing human sacrifice. <laughs> I would like to point that out again. But I'm saying this is why Trad Life fails. Because no the original druids which, by the way, we know about this, this wicker man concept from the writings of guess who? Julius Caesar. Like In his, which he could have told us. Our one-day
1: podcast guest.
0: Exactly. How wonderful In his commentaries. Been, we could have
1: just asked him.
0: He spoke about the uh, Celtic peoples of Gaul, which is France, because the, there's, there's not enough time for me to impart all of this, don't, this wisdom. Don't try. But the point is, the point is, that there isn't anybody, nor should I think they should go out there and human sacrifice people and wicker statues. But on the other hand, <laughs> on the other hand, it's, is that really traditional? I mean, you're not like, you know, now look, hey, you know, I'm just saying that it's really difficult to go back entirely. And it's not always a great idea.
1: Well, it's this always is great the thing that I say, you know, there is a hollowness to everything that we do even trad life you know i mean you got to have some there's got to be something at risk some stake at least the druids were doing human sacrifice you put in a lot at stake that's a lot of you know skin in the game maybe not your skin but um it it is it speaks to the commitment to one's ideals perhaps And I think now we have such an a la carte approach to our beliefs and our subcultures that nothing's really tethered, you know. And I think that whether you try to return to older beliefs or not, I don't know. I just think that having principles is the way to go. Like, I don't think you need all these like, oh, Trad Life, Wicca, whatever it is. You have to have principles and values. If you find the principle of truth and compassion and courage in Wiccanism, in Trad Life, okay, great. Then perhaps it will serve you and that's the, the vehicle through which you needed to come to those values. But I think that's what all of these things ultimately come down to. Is No,
0: but there's not enough time for me to disagree. So the audience will have to be left in suspense about Uh,
1: why. Let's leave them in suspense. Like they left the man in the wicker man. Why did he shout Daniel briefly? Why did he shout Daniel at the end?
0: I actually don't know. It's a great question. That's
1: great. One of our viewers should watch the wicker man and they should let us know. Why do you think that he shouts Daniel at the end? I would like to know that. And um, if you plan to do that, if you don't plan to do that, you should subscribe, like, like, leave us a comment, or even review this excellent podcast. And you can also join us at the Silver Eye Society on Patreon. We would love to have you there, but we will see you on the next episode, no matter what action you choose.